0: Hey there! Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey! (laughs) How are things your way? What is giving you life? What's
1: giving me life? Oh my god, yesterday I had a chance to meet Miss Lyris Cross, the supermodel from Project Runway, who wrote the book Make the World Your Runway. And she had a meetup, a book signing, got a chance to chat with her. We talked about Project Runway. We learned from some things from some other ladies. She talked about her book. And it was just a good, nice meetup of meeting some different women who all have a love for fashion, a modeling, or the beauty industry, and just connecting. So that's what's giving me life this week. Love what about it. you, girl? What's giving you life?
0: Well, what's giving me life is that I returned um, last week from a trip to California. So thank you all for allowing us to have a week off. I took a much-needed getaway to... California and I hung out with some friends there and the one thing about the trip that gave me life was a live music experience that I had so if we got any LA listeners or if you are planning a trip to California you have to check out Black Rabbit Rose so it's a club in Hollywood and they actually do like magic shows and all kind of different events on certain nights but on Friday night at Black Rabbit Rose in Hollywood, you have to go and check out um Jacob Latrell. Pooh this I y'all know I do a lot of concerts, live music. This was like the best live experience I have ever been to. Just imagine like an intimate living room setting, cocktails flowing, and this talented like soul singer. Um, He played the drums, he played the guitar, he sang, he played the piano, and then yeah, uh, he would would have special guests, so it was like his friends, and he would just call them up from the audience. A dude came up and did some Luther Vandross, a girl came up and did an amazing original song, and then she did I Am Not My Hair, which led into the uh, instrumental... Like you know how like on, us award shows or like gospel shows they call it like the the mic handoff where all people just start coming up singing a little bit of a song and then they hand it off to somebody else. Imagine that with horns. So basically, it was like the saxophone, the trombone, and the the clarinet. The I was I, <laughs> trumpet clarinet. the trumpet well the horns i love horns and they went off y'all go to my instagram instagram toy nicole media but anyway my homeboy took me there because he knows i love live music and he was like you were having a spiritual experience and it was because <laughs> i was just so in awe of the music the diversity of it um was just amazing so um that is still giving me life and i was like i did have a spiritual experience it was one of the best live shows i've ever been to and it was free no cover what okay i mean that was a show that i would have easily paid 30 40 to go to easily two hours straight wow Mm-hmm. So that's given me life. It was so good to um, get away. It was my first trip of the new year. Um, y'all know I get a little antsy when I ain't been nowhere. So, Miss <laughs> Travel Chic had to go.
1: <laughs> so that's I'm it. I'm not mad at, at you.
0: That's good. Yes. <laughs> so, well, since it's been a while, um, we have a lot to catch up on. So we figured we would do a Hot Topics episode this week because whew, it's been a lot. I'm like, dang, we need to record a podcast and catch up.
1: Okay, there's a lot going on in these internet streets.
0: Who well, where do we start? What, well, where do we start and- with Al Gore's internet and all the shenanigans?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll start. It's still We are still in March, so it's Women's History Month. So let's start by saying all hail the queen gail king
1: come on gail king come through
0: (laughs) so gail king nabbed the interview with your good friend robert kelly
1: oh no 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 no. he will not be my good friend never ever
0: (laughs) that's your chicago peeps (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't claim him, never have, never will.
0: You all know our first episode was all about the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. If you haven't checked it out, go back to episode one of season three to check it out. We don't need to go into all the details, but Gail King had the first interview with him. and I mean, one thing I want to talk about is the level of unbotheredness. That she had, and the level of poise was like goals. Yeah, when he's he standing up, fighting for my life, Robert, Roberts, Roberts. Roberts. Roberts, did she not remind you of like your third grade teacher? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love She it. did not move, she did not blink her
0: eyes. <laughs>
1: She did not flinch. She didn't do anything. She just sat there. Robert. Robert.
0: <laughs> Roberts. We need to get through this interview. I I don't want you just talking all crazy, Robert. I'm like, "Oh." She didn't raise
1: her voice. She didn't move a hand. She didn't nothing.
0: She leaned into him. I mean, so let's get into that. I think we see her behind the CBS morning desk. We know her as our, our other auntie because of Auntie Oprah. That's her bestie. But, you know, I never really... We never really seen her in that way. Like, her interviewing skills are amazing. You see, like, Robin Roberts in that manner. But I was like, she leaned in. She wasn't afraid to ask the hard questions. She was persistent. I, I mean, all all the Emmys. I know people was watching CBS in the morning way more than they ever have that week.
1: need CBS to give her a special like ABC gave Barbara Walters like every week I need for Gail to be interviewing somebody or doing something I'm just saying
0: well it may be coming because I was just looking this morning and Beto O'Rourke the he's a congressman now but he ran for senate here in the great state of Texas and he lost to creepy Ted Cruz but he gained a lot of popularity. He announced that he was running for president and Gail King has already nabbed the first interview. So I really, I'm happy for her because I mean, duh, she's a veteran, right? But I think people maybe haven't always given her the, her respect. And because she's on CBS, which outside of 60 minutes, people don't watch that channel much. I think you'll be seeing people tune in more. I think she'll get more interviewing opportunities. And you're right. I would love to see like a weekly 2020 style situation with Gail.
1: Come on, CBS, get together.
0: Mm-hmm. So all hell the queen Gail. I, I mean, I anxiously await all of her interviews now.
1: <laughs> and I think her next interview needs to be about this college cheating scandal. Ooh. And she needs to have Lori Laughlin, uh, um, aka Aunt Becky
0: Aunt and
1: the husband Huffman and interviewing them.
0: Is that not crazy?
1: Man, talk about rich privileged people.
0: Yes. Yes. Now let's just go on and call a spade a spade. Rich white privilege people.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and they say affirmative action is a problem.
0: Huh, right, because I don't think any of the people were people of color. Now, if I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm not trying to be racist, but it did appear to be um, all the people who were involved were, um, you know, people that were not people of color. However, the investigation did start with a black man. Um, the Yale soccer coach is black, and so that's how it started. Because they said that. This guy, William Ricksinger, was working with him to, you know, admit people. And that I don't know, but somehow he got caught slipping and they were looking to investigate the soccer coach, and they uncovered this William Ricksinger guy who's the head of it all. And he's he sang like a bird. He snitched on everybody. Wore wiretaps and, and everything
1: uncover all that kind
0: of stuff no they were not they thought it was just like something isolated just a yell um and it turned into something much much bigger so it did start with them trying to come after the brother but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he along with all of the <laughs> right surprise you thought <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody.
1: Becky then lost her little uh, Hallmark Channel special. Did she? she? Then She's not with Fuller House anymore. Netflix is like,
0: bye. Wow. Bye, Becky. And her two daughters have dropped out of the school, right?
1: They've dropped out of the school. Sephora, one of them had a makeup palette with Sephora. Sephora has dropped her. And the makeup what? palette was making a lot of money, too.
0: The girl that was the YouTuber, the daughter? Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. Now, I will... mm, It's kind of hard to feel sorry for the kids because I've heard in some instances the kids knew, um, and I've heard in others the kids didn't know. But, you know, someone else was saying, if you know you ain't that that smart, which is apparently the whole reason why they were doing these things, you know, faking SAT scores, Photoshopping their cell phone, you know, then... You would know that your parent did something to get you in there that wasn't necessarily the fact that you got in on your own credentials. The,
1: one of the girls, from what I was reading, one of the girls, according to People Magazine, didn't even fill out her own application. See. So she knew. You yeah. didn't fill out the application, but you got accepted to a school? Come on.
0: Well, and they said one of the kids who didn't know... Um, They set him up like he was a track athlete and got him a track scholarship by photoshopping pictures and faking a whole profile, like championships he had won and everything. And they said it wasn't until he was having his first meeting with the college counselor and they were like, oh, I see you're a track star. And he was like, what? (laughs) And you're just
1: going to ignore the fact that he said what and just let him stay in school.
0: Right. He probably, you know, cause like, what is, what do you do with that? Do you then go say mom and dad? And then if they tell you the truth, like, yeah, I wonder that puts the children in a hard predicament too.
1: Exactly. My mama lied.
0: First of all, listen, I got two degrees and the way that they were paying for this, you know, um, It's interesting because these are all parents of wealthy people, right? CEOs, investors, and celebrities. And so that's the interesting thing about college um, is that it's not like they wanted them to go for the reasons that I went, which was my mother wanted me to have a good education so I could get me a good job and have some earning potential because our family was not wealthy. These kids don't need that. And so it's just interesting to see how it's really about status. They were like, for some, it was about status. For some, it's truly just making sure their child had an opportunity that maybe they didn't because some of these people were child stars or just, you know, they went the the actress route. Um, but the amount that they were willing to pay, I mean, it's more than what it would cost you for the college education. Like they said, somebody paid $6 million.
1: Yep. Crazy. They, they were donating money to build some people donate money to buildings. Some people put it in, in, a, in a different way where they're donating to the sports or yeah. giving back. So it looks like it's a donation instead of you paying for your child's education, which basically that's what you end up doing to make sure that your child gets in school. So it's not anything that's. they're not doing anything that hasn't been done in the past. It's just that they are very privileged and they, their kids have the opportunity to go to different schools. They just wanted to make it easier for them and not have them work for it. The, one of the interesting things. Well, some of it was
0: fraudulent though. I mean, it's fraudulent to fake the picture. It's fraudulent. The one with the testing, you know, she had, they said they instructed the child that, Oh, you need to take a makeup exam. And they had them go to this place while the person that was faking like they were them were taking the exam for her at like the real testing center. Um And then in the other one, like I said, they were Photoshopping pictures of the athletes. And then in another situation, they lied and said the child had a learning disability in order to get in. I mean, so that part is fraudulent, the, the paying the money, and doing endowments, that's the kind of, like, way that the rich have done it. But, like, I think the reason these people are being indicted is because it was, like, straight up illegal.
1: Yeah. I mean, they they, they were saying that even with her daughters, um, that for Lori Laughlin, the daughters are, are, were posing as recruits for the crew team, yeah. even though they don't row. Yeah. And just think about that you're posing for something as a crew team. So now you have to be shown as a member on the crew team and you're taking away from either somebody's scholarship or somebody's spot. Exactly. Maybe somebody wants to go to the Olympics, but because now you've got your two daughters on a crew team, mm-hmm. those two people who can qualify for the Olympics, maybe through going to the school and learning more crew and getting coached by a fabulous yep. coach, they can't get on the team now.
0: And that's the part that um, I think Wendy Williams talked about it. It's that thinking about the other people who were denied because of like you. And one of Lori Laughlin's daughter was all on YouTube talking about, I'm just here for the parties. La, 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 la. Yeah. Girl. And
1: the interesting thing, too, is William H. Macy, I was reading somewhere. I can't remember where I read this, but um, he was said to have said a couple of years ago, that he believes in nepotism he was like if i can get my kids a job in this world um and they want to do acting or they want to do something in the entertainment industry i'm gonna get it for them.
0: yeah
1: not to and they they're not saying that he knew about this they're not he's not really being brought up in this they're all blaming it on felicity so i'm not sure where he stands with this but yeah i found that interesting in yeah I wonder Mm -hmm. what
0: that's going to do for their marriage, too.
1: Yeah. That's going to be interesting because they've been together for a long time.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, if he's not involved, that means he perhaps truly didn't know. And so that's a betrayal of trust. And
1: in that same interview, he was like, I believe in honesty. You cannot lie. Your lies catch up to you. And then it becomes a domino effect and you get caught up in those and there are consequences for those lies. In that same interview.
0: Yeah. They get in the door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they getting a divorce. <laughs> yeah, the college cheating. Well, speaking of lies catching up with you, uh, Mr. Jesse Smollett, your lies. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to believe it. Okay, do I, you do you I'm still? Okay, yeah. That's so. Let's talk about that. Like innocent until proven guilty right so yeah. the trial will be televised y'all so we need to have watch parties we need to be live tweeting <laughs> I got my Michael Jackson popcorn ready I got uh, notifications turned on the shade room comments so <laughs>
1: right right cause you know it's gonna be lit in the comments
0: the comments only forget the post go right to the comments Ready. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, people, some people are very firm in it's not looking right. But let's see what comes out in the trial because they're saying they don't trust the Chicago Police Department. Um, And because Jesse is firmly standing by his innocence, he hasn't come out now saying, yeah, man, I'm sorry. So the trial should be interesting. So are you willing to see how the evidence plays out in the trial and then make your decision.
1: I think that he got set up. That's what I think that happened. Mm. But I do want to see the evidence play out because I think that there's, there's always two sides to every story. Um, And I know that people have to be, you know, have to go through a trial and it's innocent until proven guilty. But I want to hear this through because I want to hear if there, if he did get set up where that happened. Yeah. And if he is guilty, is he ever going to admit to that?
0: So I have a theory. It's funny because me and my friends spend a lot of time talking about this in L.A., like hearing each other's theories. Um, (laughs) I, too, am on the fence. I think he's—this is my theory. I believe that the two young men were attempting to rob him. And I know that one of them has sold him molly. I think they were attempting to rob him. I think at a certain point he recognized them and that's why it was over so quickly. I think though, however, Jesse did not want perhaps his relationship with these young men to be revealed more. So the fact that he was buying Molly from them. And I think that Jesse staged it as something random so that's where I believe he became culpable in it that instead of reporting that I was attacked by these dudes that I know or either just choosing not to report it I think that he saw how he could spin it and I think that's when the lies started and it didn't add up because you said they were white but they were clearly African men and you know but I actually think it started out as a if you will like a setup. You know, and maybe they were trying to shake him down for money because he was communicating with them and they would have known where he was. But I don't think he was communicating with them for the point of, yeah, let's get the setup going. It could have been totally innocent because he was personal training with one of them and one of them was selling them drugs. And so I think Jesse was like, oh, here's an opportunity politically to give me some attention, to bring awareness to the LGBTQ community and he just figured he would stage it as random versus people that he knew. And I think that's where it all fell apart.
1: Well, I think part of that, I see what you're saying, but I also think that because he did get the letter in, at the studio. Yes. And and they did buy the hat because they have them on video buying the hat. Um, So I, I think that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they planned it. it that way.
1: You think he planned it or they planned it?
0: I think they planned it. I think they planned it yeah. to be random, but he recognized them at a certain point and they ran off.
1: Right. And I think that he was like, okay, so how can I... I don't want to get them in trouble, but right. like, I don't want this to go... I don't want to be like, if somebody finds out about this, I have to, to do something about it. So yeah. I think that that's when he went in. Some parts of it is is untrue and some parts of it is true.
0: Definitely. I want to hear everything. And it's interesting because the brothers won't be a part of the trial, right?
1: I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure.
0: I don't think so. Um, so I'm like, I want to see the trial too, because I want to know what evidence that they present that made it so crystal clear. Um, you know, I read the bond order or rather I listened to the press conference about it, but there was never nothing that specifically said by these hats. And even when he was communicating with them on that day and they were reading off those text messages, it wasn't like, yeah, I'm ready for the attack. You know, like I said, I mean, he was, (laughs) you know, he was personal training with them. They were selling drugs. So that the communication Perhaps it's standard communication for somebody that you connect with often. hmm I don't know. It ain't looking good, though. So so my one of my friends believes that he did lie and that it was all a setup to bring more attention to him, that, that they had been talking about writing him off Empire, that his album wasn't doing well, and that this was all a setup. And he feels he is guilty and he should do whatever time is coming to him.
1: Uh, I mean, that could be true. We won't know until we hear all the evidence. But I know one thing. I want them to have a night trial or show show the trial at night because uh, I have a day job that I need to go to. And I ain't got time to be watching it on TV during the day because I got work to do.
0: Listen, when everything was going on that day when they did the press conference, I literally was sitting in my car. I was supposed to be at a conference. And then when they was doing the live streaming, me and my girlfriends from college are on a group text. And we were, and she was like, girl, people up here got the nerve to be trying to get me to do work. I'm watching all this stuff go down on the news. <laughs> there were like a few days where it was like so much going on with it. And it was like, you watching this uh, interview? Oh, they're interviewing so-and-so now. Oh, they got the press conference. And, it, and you're right. It all goes down in the day when Michael Cohen. It was like that was going yeah. down in the daytime. And I'm like, trying to half watch it but be on calls, it it gets tricky. <laughs>
1: I'm like, look here, I'ma need y'all to do this as a night trial. I'm just saying. I'm not the only one that feels that way.
0: Right. Don't get us fired. <laughs> Jesse, right. we need our job. I don't know about right. you.
1: <laughs> Jesse got a little bit of money to help him. He grew up in the business.
0: Right. Speaking of being in the business, um, since we've been out, we also had the Oscars take place. And it was definitely hashtag Oscars so black this year. So yes, it was. Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. It did not win, but The Green Book won, which was starring Mahershala Ali. Who mm-hmm. also took home the supporting actor award two years in a row now? Yeah, because um, he took it home last year from Moonlight, which also got Best Picture. So he got a little a little cadence there going. Um, or I guess that was the year before. Shape of Water was last year, so that was two years ago. That Moonlight won. Um, and then Regina King, Brenda from Two to Seven. Man, she has
1: come a long way.
0: She has come a long way. She should have won the Oscar for Poetic Justice, but anyway. <laughs> I
1: was about to sing the 227
0: song No Place Like Home. I mean, I mean no, no place, place- child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Regina King brought it home for If Bill Street Could Talk. I have not seen the movie, but I need to see it. And Spike Lee finally got finally black Klansman for adapted screenplay he did not get best director but he did get the oscar for adapted screenplay and did you check out his reaction
1: oh that was so funny when he was like I lost uh for do the right thing to uh somebody black driving somebody
0: in the car right yeah he (laughs) lost the first time around well that was the thing do the right thing wasn't even nominated so it got snubbed and that year driving miss daisy won so he Mm -hmm. was like last time it was a black man driving a white woman this time i lose out to a white man (laughs) driving a black man but it always is that um, but no, I loved when he did win and how he jumped up in Samuel Jackson's arms.
1: Yes, like he was a little kid. That so was so cute.
0: <laughs> you forgot. You remembered how small he was in that moment. That Spike Lee ain't number like five feet or something like that. Right. Um, and then Black Panther did bring it home for costume design and mm-hmm. production, which um Ruth Carter was the first um, black woman to win costume design for the Oscar. She's been in the business a long time too and I mean that just should have been automatic because the costume in there was just amazing.
1: Uh, no, yes. And the
0: was- pro- and the production Helena, I'm not going to remember her last name, but her first name was Helena and I mean, I knew in that first, that challenge scene in Black Panther, you know, when it's like all the tribes there, I mean, I literally can remember the first time I saw, like my mouth was just open, like, oh my God, it's so pretty. Like, so it, it earned all the awards that it deserved in those categories. I wasn't surprised that it didn't get best picture. So I'm not salty about that.
1: I would have liked to have seen that, but that's okay. You know, they, they did get some great awards. And and it was the um, first,
0: it's the first superhero to ever be nominated. The first superhero movie, movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture. So I think that's great in itself, you know, like they did not win. But the fact that it's the first ever superhero action type of movie to ever be nominated just shows how great of a film it was, too.
1: Absolutely. And then when it come back for round two, yeah, we know, you know, that's the possibility gate that they're going to win it for that. So we'll just keep hoping, keep hope alive.
0: I hope so. You know, sometimes sequels just don't turn out the way the first one does.
1: Very true. But speaking of keeping hope alive, Mm. let's keep hope alive for black women in Hollywood and their hair and having women that, uh, black women who could do their hair and not having them to depend upon other people who are not familiar with ethnic hair types.
0: Is that what's happening?
1: Yes. It's a black hair war going on.
0: They stay coming at our heads.
1: Man. Ever since Oprah back in the day when all her hair fell out, when they made her get that perm. <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah, I think I saw that. Was it like Yvette Nicole Brown spoke out about how many times they have to come to the set with like their own hairstylist, makeup artists, and everything because they've, you know, shown up before and nobody could do their hair. So they just kind of learn to do it themselves and bring their own team. They should yeah. have to
1: there was also a supermodel who started the discussion. Um, her name is Olivia. She's a black supermodel. And she was saying mm. that it was basically for her to spread the awareness and hopefully reach people in the hair field to expand the rank, to help them to expand their range of skills. And really to say that she's tired of being on set and she had a, um, show that she was going to do and so she was videoing it and showing what was going on while they were trying to do her hair and she was like the call back was for me to have cornrows
0: mm. but there
1: was nobody who knew how to do cornrows on set
0: wow so how
1: is it gonna be for me to have cornrows but you don't have nobody here to do my hair right and then when i go and sit in the empty seat people are like running from me like roaches
0: up uh- why like people, cause they, they don't
1: know how to do it. They don't know how to do it. So they like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go over here. I'm not going to try and do her hair. I'm not going to even attempt. And then people who like they hire people who say that they are familiar with it, quote unquote, familiar with ethnic, ethnic hair. So that's what ends up happening. And then when they try and do it, they don't know what they're doing
0: exactly So
1: she, she was like I'm just I'm just tired of this and I want to bring attention to it and so then I um that's how the conversation started and I know that one of the other people that had gotten involved in the conversation was also Gabrielle Union and mm-hmm. she was saying like some of the issues that she's had as well too she was like you know it's just really a pressure to be handpicked for a job and then you don't have anyone here who could do our hair and it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. They need to be more, I mean, accommodating. You You have a black person on set. You have a black person in your film. Figure out what they need. Is there a special request that they have? And the I think the film company should be funding that. Um, because we take care of our own when it's a black production set. But you're right. People like Gabrielle Union... The supermodel, those are predominantly white spaces where they work and, you know, Gabrielle Union ain't no Tyler Perry (laughs) type of, you know, actress. She's done his films, but, you know, she gets billed for quote unquote white movies and things like that. And so they should accommodate her.
1: Absolutely. And it's so interesting because. I remember a couple of months ago, <clears throat> I work in the hair industry uh, for my full-time job. So I was talking to a couple of stylists, um, non-black stylists, and I was saying to them, do you know how to do black hair? Mm-hmm. Because what I do is I have stylists that go and do education classes and I need to know, can you do all types of hair, not just one type of hair texture, can you do all hair textures? Exactly. Um, are you Not just are you familiar with it, but can you actually do it? And a lot of stylists don't know how to do black hair. Um, and some of them do. So here's the interesting part is the people who do know how to do it, they don't want to do it. Because it takes too long to do. They're like, I don't have time for that. Like, wow. It's going to take me two hours to do somebody's hair that's black to get it straight. Mm. or to put a relaxer in and and do all the other stuff I have to do to it versus me doing a color and I can get it done in an hour. I can blow it dry. I don't have to straighten hair that's natural.
0: Wow! I can blow
1: it dry and they could be on their way. I don't have to curl it because I can curl it with the, as I'm blow drying it.
0: So they're so, about quantity and not quality because they're thinking like those three hours that I'm with Keisha – I could have had two people in here, two Beckys in here, blow drying their hair and out. Yeah. Yeah. But, But, you know. The crazy
1: thing is black women spend more money on products and services in the beauty industry, period.
0: I was just about to say. But if you feel that, like, okay, one black girl takes up two white girl slots, I was just about to say that. Charge premium because one thing we do is we're willing to pay for our hair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I will say that I've gone, I was recently at a natural hairstylist in Dallas and she's black. And she said that about black, about her own black clients. I asked her, does she do twist outs? Cause I go for like a wash and go, which is pretty much, you know, deep conditions, my hair, And then applies products. She finger combs it. I sit under the steamer and then that's it. We use a diffuser, diffuser, but she's not twisting it. And then I'm not having to dry. And then it's not um, being, um, uh, sorry, y'all. I know y'all heard that text message. Sorry. (laughs) My sound is supposed to be off. So I don't know why it came through like that. (laughs)
1: And <laughs> I was like, "What was that me? I was like, I
0: thought I turned mine off on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> I do too. Sorry, y'all. But what she was saying is that she stopped offering twist outs because she said, by the time I twist your hair, sit you under the dryer, um, she was getting a lot of people who, you know, weren't drying quickly. And so she was having to put them back underneath there. or Once she would undo it. They were like one her to like style in a different ways, and she took it off her menu because she said the same thing. She was like, "I can have two or three people in and out for a wash and go in the same time that I would take on one twist out." Um, she was like, "But I will start back offering where I will twist the hair for you, and then if you know how to like untwist it yourself at home." So, I mean, I guess that's a fair point, and you know, that's just a perspective from. The own race side, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these people are about quantity, which is why I love, like, shout out to Trina and MV Hair Studio. You know, it ain't nothing like an old school stylist that is like, whatever you need, she'll do for you. And she don't care how long it takes, she'll rearrange her schedule for you. And you feel like, you really are like, you know, a true client and they care about you versus just like in and out, in and out.
1: I went to, so, you know, one of the things that I do too is I want to see, if you say you could do black hair, I want you, I want to see you could do black hair. Yeah. So yeah. I remember when I first started working for the company that I'm at now and I was, um, my hair was in bad shape because I hadn't had my hair done in a long time. And so the educator was like, I'll do your hair for you. Um, I was like, okay, cool, no problem. And so I was like, can you do black hair? He's like, absolutely. I was like, okay, my hair is naturally curly, even though I wear it straight. He was like, no problem. And he put color in my hair. He said, after the fact that he, after he styled it, or what he called styling it, um, he was like, oh, my God, when you told me your hair was naturally curly, I didn't realize it was actually naturally curly.
0: Bruh.
1: uh, Bruh. I told you, my hair is going to get really curly once it gets wet. So when he applied the color and he saw the curls coming in, he freaked out, but mm. I didn't see it happening. But he was like, oh my god, what, what's happening? And um, when he blew he blow-dried my hair and after he, it dried, he didn't have all the tools to get to some of the shorter pieces in my hair, yeah. so it wasn't as straight as it could be and he was just, like, freaked out, and I was like, oh, my God. And I went home with my hair looking crazy, and I was, like, mm. so, like, embarrassed or whatever. But that's what happens when you have people say, I'm familiar with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: So I understand it.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of looking crazy, as we wrap up here, we want to talk about Crazy Kanye. <laughs>
1: You call him crazy Kanye. I love me some Kanye, even uh, though he is crazy. Um uh, for some of the things that he says, but I got to say this Sunday service that with Kanye is giving me a little bit of
0: life. You know, the music that
1: he's producing from it is amazing.
0: Y'all got a real short memory.
1: I, he, I I'm not denying he's crazy. He is crazy.
0: I just I've seen the little hashtag I've bopped to a few of it, but I'm like, did we not, did y'all forget the MAGA hat? Did y'all forget the meeting with Trump? Did y'all forget the slavery was a choice? Like, I didn't forget any of it. I, I, so I'm just saying, I just, I was thinking about it today, just to banter here a little bit. Right, come on, I, It's a little bit the same with the R. Kelly thing you know the people that are like but he's a musical genius you know it's just like dude is that really all people gotta do is throw a good little tune at us and we forget that they crazy now Kanye ain't did nothing in the same bucket as R. Kelly so and that would be my argument yes please do not let me clarify that but I guess I'm like if you muting and counseling people they gotta stay counseled even when they bring a good Sunday service
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not saying he even brings in Sunday service, so I want to clear that up. I'm well, that's what it's that, called.
0: It's called Sunday service.
1: Well, that's what they call it, Sunday service. Yeah. But what I'm calling it is he's got some music that he's doing, and I like what he's doing. It reminds me of the old Kanye, it reminds me of him getting back to what was lost.
0: Well, my um, question is, yeah. what is he doing? Like, what is he doing with it? Is it going to be an album? What What is it?
1: Maybe it's inspiration. I don't know, but I like it. Mm. And I want to see. I, I can pray, you know. I can turn that on and praise and worship to that in my own type of way. I I just need the music piece of it. And he had DMX opening up in prayer on this past Sunday, and DMX was going off on it. He was like, "I am God's favorite child." The brother was really preaching, let me tell you. I mean, he's had some time to think about it while he was in jail, nonetheless.
0: Uh, That is definitely where people find them some white Jesus (laughs) while they sitting in jail. (laughs) (laughs) So I am not surprised. (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) No, I just, I found it interesting because, you know, I know we wanted to talk about it. And I've been seeing it, but I'm not really sure what it was. And so I was like, well, let me search through the hashtag. And I'm just like, hmm, some of the same outlets, some of the same people who were counseling him and this, 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 are now all like, oh, he back at it. I'm like, "Who? I tell you, you people, short memories.
1: Right. So I don't know if I've ever canceled Kanye. I just think he's kind of crazy. And he got some issues, situation, and circumstances.
0: I just um, miss the old Kanye. Huh? I, I miss the old Kanye. So to your point, yes. if this is him going back to those roots and he's going to start giving us good music and he's not MAGA anymore and he's not acting like, you know, African-Americans haven't been through a lot in this country. Me and him can talk again. You I know. think he's
1: going back to his days of George Bush don't like black people.
0: Right. That that Kanye. <laughs> I mean, Chance is associating with him still. He was at Chance's wedding. Shout out to Chance the rapper. Happy wedding and happy new baby on the way. I did see that. Um so maybe Chance can get to him. I mean, it's it's a I, I the reason I ask what is it is because it will be interesting if this turns into an album or some type of like The video because I mean they're out in the hills of Calabasas on their property he's got all kind of um people involved like you said DMX I know Lettucey was there this past week Charlie Wilson has been there and when I see the clips of them singing tracks from um they've done some Fred Hammond they've done some Ty Tribbett it's not all gospel so to your point it's Sunday service, but it's more about like a spiritual Sunday stuff. It's not all like uh gospel music. Um, but uh they did some stuff from like the Lion King soundtrack that was sounding amazing. I it would be interesting to see what he does with it. Like, is this being recorded for a mixtape or something? Um, or is it just like an experience he's creating? And apparently he's currently in a fight with his record labels right now. So I guess they were saying it's like it's his way of, in a sense, exercising, like his creative control. And it's just like, I don't need to be in a studio to make music. I can do okay, it right well, here.
1: Well, listen here, uh, Netflix and Kanye. Let's make a, a, a little special documentary out of this.
0: Yes. So you
1: can get your music heard. And we can see it in the process.
0: I like that. Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't know why I said DVD or something, but yes, Netflix <laughs> is the way we do things now. Hello, 2019 Latoya. Uh, <laughs> yes, I could see... Hey,
1: cut me my check, uh, Netflix. Okay.
0: Put some, Amazon, check. Put, put some respect on her check. Amazon, whoever. Put some respect on her check. Title, Apple Music. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. It could be released like that. And Maybe it's telling the story. Maybe he addresses all of the controversy with MAGA and everything. I know I did get my life from one little clip of North dancing. She was too (laughs) funny.
1: Yes, North is a whole entire mood.
0: Yeah, she looks just like her mama, too. And she was dancing away. So, yeah, I'm just like, oh, we back loving Kanye now, y'all. I'm still waiting to see. Verdict is still out. (laughs) He ain't opened his mouth yet, so he still could be talking craziness. Right. (laughs) So we gonna see. All right, y'all. Well, we are wrapping it up here. And um, let us know how you feel about these hot topics. Are you down with the Sunday service? Will you be (laughs) live tweeting the Jussie Smollett trial? We need a hashtag for the Jussie Smollett trial right um and uh, how do you feel about the college scandal and um are, are you giving all your props to queen gail king right let's now?
1: get behind her and get her a 2020 weekly special
0: we yes 2020 weekly special i want her to have an emmy um all of the things give her her things please because she's earned them <laughs> so as always um, if you like this podcast be sure to leave a review for us on iTunes and you can share it as well you can listen to us on Google Podcasts Spotify and Apple Podcasts anything else Renee? Uh,
1: congratulations to J-Lo and A-Rod
0: fifth time is the charm baby girl <laughs> <laughs> We just waiting on our ring, so we ain't even mad at JLo.
1: Right. <laughs> Do you,
0: boo. Do you. Right. Bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>